AM850 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. I'm Gary Duncan. This is the Midday Moments program. It's great to be with you. It's time now for our moment for the family with Dr. Mary Mann Simon. Hi, Mary. Hi, Gary. Well, we've had a lot of upheaval in the past several years because of various issues, but I don't associate the word volatile with children's books. What happened? Two issues have been making news starting with graphic novels. When graphic novels for kids started as a genre several years ago, teachers complained comic book reading wasn't good for kids. Has that thinking changed? It actually has, Gary. But let's back up and define what we're talking about. Graphic novels combine visual elements with text. The books might have illustrations, drawings, or photos, but they also have words that kids must read. Teachers said graphic novels for middle and high schoolers were merely more expensive comic books. Comics are usually larger sized and have cheaper paper, so they kind of flop. Graphic novels are longer books. The stories have a beginning, middle, and end. Characters and plots are well developed. They are actual books. Graphic novel paperbacks even have spines. We know graphic novels are popular. Are they now on school reading list? Yes, and you can see that. Graphic novels for middle grade readers dominate bestseller lists. They require a different type of reading comprehension than a regular narrative book. Reading graphic novels means you need to decipher the story using not only words, but also the plot or action that's illustrated. So reading a page in a graphic novel is like reading words and images simultaneously, like on our smartphones. Kids are really good at that. They really are. We all need to be visual detectives to understand what we see on our screens. Graphic novels are visually appealing, so they can motivate reluctant readers. Censorship has been another big newsmaker for children's publishing. Some books have disappeared from library shelves. Some titles are being challenged. Other books are being labeled as off-limits by school boards and legislators. Deep issues are underneath these censorship battles. Is banning children's books a new problem? It's never seemed like a big deal to me. Actually, there have been flare-ups every few years, but the scope of book bans has expanded this year. In some school libraries right now, a thousand or more titles have been banned. Ooh, that sounds drastic. Are the books simply taken off the shelf? School book bans take varied forms. Some restrictions are temporary. Other titles are permanently removed. Public institutions, like a library, serve a diverse population. Libraries offer resources in what's defined as the, quote, marketplace of ideas. And that is exactly the point, Gary, where censorship enters the discussion. It sounds like there's not easy answers. There aren't because the underlying issues are still rumbling in our society. Plus, as you know, this is an election year. Children's book censorship generates a lot of deep emotions from everyone who participates in the conversation. We'll be hearing about children's book bans in election chatter and then for a long time after November. Yes, we sure will. And thank you so much for being on the program, Mary. Thank you, Gary.
We are the Messenger of Good News. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you get your podcasts. Just search out KFUO Radio.